In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity. Welcome back to another week on the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manasseh, here as we equip you with practical tools to live your Catholic faith in our modern world of today. And this week, I brought a good old friend of mine, Renee Chimay, on the show here. Welcome aboard, Renee, to the Catholic Toolbox. Thank you, George. And good old friend is true. It's been like 11 years now since yeah. I first met you online. Yes. And yeah, George was one of the very first people to uh, join the initiative of online Catholic vlogging uh, by the teens at the time. So you were also a teenager at the time, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, it was uh, it was all the bunch of us uh, uh, YouTubing. And uh, I had a little um, channel called Service Fide. I used to make little clips uh, about little topics and uh, I... I I felt that I should join a community then. You, you had that perfect community called New Catholic Generation of teenagers, everybody with their own YouTube channel, uh, with their own little, doing their own little thing. It was really amazing. And that kind of um, support that all of you brought was so invigorating, not only to just be supported by my fellow church members like that um, and encouraged, but to watch how so uh, so many other journeys like play out over the years too because we go through so much in life and it's just very encouraging to find you out here still making videos and podcasts and catholic media so absolutely absolutely so, yeah. so i could say that was the foundation you know being part of new catholic generation of 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 getting out there making videos and getting into media you know uh getting into the media there but i, I want to talk about in this episode the topic is the new Catholic generation and, and, and especially we could say millennials starting uh, social media accounts and media in general uh, to spread the gospel in whatever way that they want in their own personal style. But tell us the whole story of how new Catholic generation started and what age was it? You know, I'm keen, <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are keen to hear about it. Mm -hmm. I think we started trying to remember what the age range was and looking back and like the internet's so dangerous but I was like yeah if you're 14 go ahead and join you know just ask your parents they would always say uh, 14 15 uh, I might have made the cutoff like 22 at the time because of the youtuber she is catholic and she was a bit older and it's like I wanted to keep including people so I kept upping the age range anyway <laughs> <laughs> no. And eventually we have what we have today, which is just 
young people, no age specific really of okay. vlogging. So, but yeah, it started as a teenager and I wanted to uh, express some thoughts that I couldn't necessarily express in school and not because I didn't go to a Catholic school, but just because I was pretty shy and would mumble a lot. And I wanted to practice just speaking on certain topics clearly. And suddenly at that time, YouTube was more of a forum and a lot of people kind of just took me into the Catholic forum of YouTube. And um, from there, I started to meet maybe one or two Catholic teens. And I said, I saw they'd have like no views. I thought that's sad, you know, this is a wonderful thing to see. So I just wanted there to be like a page or a website where people looking for such a thing, which is young people speaking on the faith um, to be able to find many of them at once and support all of them so they don't get discouraged and delete their channels. <laughs> so that's how it started. I just didn't want them giving up because they had no views. So we brought them into the fold of Catholic YouTube, you could say. Yeah, what what a great noble cause because often I think many people, I've seen many people over the years, they actually quit because you know they start a YouTube channel, they're making videos, but they don't get enough views, or they have such a high ex really high expectation where they need to be at the beginning. But uh, you came in to sort of save their channels by putting them in a forum where people could actually look for the new Catholic generation and it, it would give them a platform to be to be found a little bit better than had they just been uh, working alone, you know, as a, a solo YouTube channel. Yes, yes. And I remember this big endeavor I had when I was really young. I was like, EWTN and Catholic TV and, you know, all these different big Catholic media channels need to work together and not be separate businesses. And I like always wanted them to merge, <laughs> like support each other instead of having separate campaigns all the time and um, who had better content kind of competitiveness as businesses have. Um, and, but I just was able to actually take that mindset and apply it to Catholic teens at least and have us all work together and uh, encourage each other. It was really wonderful to see and not everybody upkept YouTube and that's okay, you know? And it's more worrisome for me if somebody goes away from the faith entirely versus YouTube. Because YouTube, um, it does take a lot of consistency to do it. And um, not only that, but it can just also just not be the best fit for many kinds of personalities out there, you know? So. And you don't want people to get exhausted, really. So, But I always used to say that even if you don't reach that many people, you are a different kind of person. And you might be able to reach that person that George can't or I can't, you know, because that person can't relate to either of us. So I encouraged even people with less views to keep going because they could reach people I couldn't. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 very very true. I mean, I I think it's important for people on who who run YouTube channels and little apostolates like this, not to get discouraged, uh, just because their views aren't great. Because uh, well, today I think it's for anything conservative being censored, you're not gonna have the greatest views compared to other people. I mean, we have to fight the algorithms uh, because of censorship, yeah. but. But even in general, I mean, if, if you have 50 people, can you imagine among those 50 people, 
how many people you could have helped or changed. I mean, it's significant. I mean, our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross didn't have many people around him. Imagine the people around him were his YouTube views. You know, many people would have looked at him and said, this guy's a failure. But really, mm -hmm. look at the success. And and your views today may not be your views tomorrow, even on a human level for you, for the sake of your encouragement. There's always everyone who started, Renee, always had uh, short views. When you started personally, New Catholic Generation, and you were you had your own personal one. So New Catholic Generation were just simply the group of people, um, the right. collective uh, YouTube YouTubers. But you had your own channel. Uh, what was that? So it's kind of like the comparison between a group project and a diary for yeah. me. Yeah. You know, and what I didn't realize at the time what I thought was I was going to have this long endeavor over the years to help people in the church, you know, but over the years I'm watching my videos back and seeing just how I've changed. And sometimes I can't even bear some, I mean, this is a universal feeling bear to see an old video of myself yeah. where I feel like I had to put like a presenting persona on that wasn't as, uh, it wasn't as real. I want to say it wasn't as real, but it was real. I meant what I was saying and I believed it, but I almost had like a showy way of doing it versus now. And um, I think that's reflective of just the journey God's pushing me through overall. And I love that it's now been recorded for that many years. And now there's like this uh, example of that growth in a young Catholic online so it did something good that I didn't even think it was going to do like I was completely surprised by that and it did something good with me um my audience helped me because I used to always think that God's calling us to go out and evangelize evangelize others 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 before ourselves but then I just one day it kind of hit me that God was after my soul the whole time you know and it's like the result of that will be others evangelized in the rest of my life. But he's been after me in my youth the whole time. <laughs> and that was a humbling thing to realize. So, yeah. What are some of the greatest experiences of your YouTube journey and the way you've touched people personally and through uniting all YouTube uh, YouTubers? What's some of the most humbling experiences or the feedback that you've got over the years while running YouTube and, and people and different fans coming and coming, maybe messaging, messaging or, 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 you know, what are some of the most humbling things? Because I know, I know there's a lot out there, a lot of ways we can help people. Yeah. What are the most humbling things? Um, first thing that comes to mind is when uh, a member of the Catholic YouTube world becomes a religious that's always amazing yeah. to realize you had that friendship with somebody who had such a great calling as that. Not that marriage isn't a great calling too, but it's still amazing to then see someone go, go off and be a Carmelite or become a priest or become a monk. It's amazing. And uh, yeah, it's, it's always humbling to have, um, have God work through you at all and that requires um 
making yourself smaller in order to do that, I've learned. Instead of being big as you possibly can online, as big as and loud as you possibly can. Um, so to go back to your main question, uh, I think it's humbling whenever somebody is brought to the faith through videos, through the genuinity of videos, when they really can see that I'm dead serious about what I'm talking about. And um, when presenting the faith as something, Mother Angelica always presented the faith in this way that it was like the norm already. Kind of like language like everybody knows, but you probably already know that this is the case. It's like this kind of language of, yeah, this this is already the norm language instead of this is bizarre, this is strange, this is really extraordinary, which it is. But um, when somebody embraces Catholicism because they believe you, it's staggering and it's very humbling. And that can happen on YouTube. That can happen on YouTube youtube when you're talking to one camera in a room with nobody else and then you realize that a thousand people have viewed it and all you did was go into a room by yourself and hit the record button it's like you don't even realize you know where it's gonna go and what it's gonna do and how many times people might play it back over the years too that's just absolutely amazing and that's what keeps me going i mean when when i go to different places or give talks at different places and and people come up to me and say, you know, I, I listen to your show, you know, while driving to work, you know, and they live in some regional place in Australia and uh, they listen to the show. The show. Uh, and, and when you benefit people and able to help people and see in real life the, the actual result, I mean, it's absolutely humbling. But there's so many people we, we won't know till, till, um, till we reach heaven how many people have actually helped. Yes, and how motivating to reach heaven then. So <laughs> you're like, I have so many people to see, I hope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So let's, uh, when did you, did you start your personal YouTube channel um, and then go to New Catholic Generation to unite everybody? Was that, was that the case? It was the case. And that channel came after an anonymous blog that I started posting on from, um, for my high school friends to see. Because in high school, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of emotions and a lot of hormones floating around, and people get really dramatic yeah. and depressed and all sorts of things. And so it's like I was very goofy at school, so I wanted a way to talk to these kids about a serious, uh, serious thoughts and uh, serious aspects of the faith, um, without breaking that fun, jokey persona I was known for at school at the time. So I had an anonymous blog and I got everyone to subtly follow it, not knowing it was me. And then I started posting just little blog posts there and getting likes from some of those students. And it it was just hilarious at the time. And then I uh, started making little video blogs too with the same blog title. And uh, yeah, eventually it was not anonymous anymore. And now I think an important part of Catholic blogging is labeling your face as Catholic in front of the whole world. <laughs> so that's what resulted. Let's talk about the importance of media in general and its importance today. 
being on YouTube, being on, <clears throat> on social media. How important is it today uh, into, uh, to be able to bring the gospel? <clears throat> important because, um, well, there's some people that come to the faith through um, the intellect mainly. They want to know every point and why everything makes sense. And there are great uh, channels in the media for that because this is the information age. So it's great to have Catholic information presented in a very uh, rational and reasonable way that people can understand. And then also there's people who come to the faith, well, oftentimes with intellect and the heart. And we always hope people come to the faith with both those things. Um, but I found a very important aspect of the faith is a sort of hand-holding or a giving of your time in a friend way. And by that, I mean, you're not gaining something, but giving your time to that person who wants to know more and who needs help in life. And when they feel they have a friend, even if they don't know you in real life, um, where two or more are gathered there, I also, you know, so Jesus will then uh, be more present <laughs> than if you don't genuinely give your time and genuinely make a friend. And if the friendship may not even be a two-way street. You could have love for them and they could treat you terribly, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you keep trying. Um, and in that case, you're transformed. Um, yeah, so, but through media presence, uh, Catholicism is able to uh, show that the people of the church care very much and want to befriend people and also want to present the information uh, of the church fathers and the truth as accurately and clearly as possible. So someone needs to be on the internet to do that because we already see the result of the wrong information being consumed at high rates uh, in many different social media platforms. So it's always important to interject that but it's always important to protect yourself when on social media because there's a lot of temptations there that created it just like casino games where you want to keep scrolling, you want to keep posting and getting the likes, you know, and suddenly you get followers and you go, oh, I got followers. It's like, mm. you know, you have to control, control the self in social media. But So what you're saying there is there's a temptation among people who are on YouTube uh, to, to, to go after the following. Well, it's a quick hit, you know, you get a quick kick. Oh, look at the followers I'm getting. I'm getting more popular. <laughs> and yeah. then we fall into that temptation rather than our Lord's working through me. Even if I have 50 people or 10 people or, or 100 or a couple hundred uh, viewers, it, it's really about we're tra changing souls here. There's a couple hundred viewers may do amazing things. Mm -hmm. Right. Really yeah. looking at yeah. that and and it's interesting to see how YouTube has evolved since back in 20 uh 2011, 12, 13 when we were YouTubing uh, as younger people um in high school and and uh and what it is now. You know, it, what can you say about the attention span of people? <laughs> This big. It is this big. I mean, yeah. even Let's talk about attention span and how uh, 
in terms of the involvement of YouTube, the attention span, <laughs> that's the big one. Right. It is, it is short, but at the same time, there's been a rise in like podcast listeners and videos of a longer length. And now that we have AirPods, people can just put in ear, the AirPods and walk around and do other things that's while true. listening. So that's a great thing that's going on right now. Because of that, I saw an unprecedented uptick in YouTube interest lately. Maybe it's from the pandemic. I'm not really sure, but it's just people like passing time with as much audio as possible. And so I'm not as intimidated about making longer videos as much as I used to be. Yeah. So that's a change I've seen. So yeah, I, that's a great point that you actually mentioned because I myself personally experienced the AirPods situation, but I don't really have AirPods here, but I use Jabra's, you know, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it makes a big difference. It actually makes a big difference, I think, because people were listening to long videos, but then the attention span got shorter and, and people wanted short videos and clips now and snippets. And now we've moved to a whole TikTok culture where no one wants a video more than a minute or two. If it's not entertaining, people keep scrolling. But then I think that's triggered a hunger for something more substantial a little bit because, I mean, nature corrects itself. And, and for the past 12 years, we've been seeing great podcast interest over the past 12 years. I mean, just podcasting has blown up in the past, especially during the pandemic. And, and, and we're great to be, it's great that we're a podcast as well. We're a radio show here, but we also are a podcast. We're available on the Catholic Toolbox. And, and it really shows how people evolve, but but trends are sort of the same, you know, where we want shorter videos, but then we want longer videos and then it just, it, it, it evolves naturally and corrects itself there. But people still want those shorter videos, do you think, Renee? Yes, I think so. And I have a theory about it. So I, I'll call it the billboard theory. It's like you put a okay. billboard out there. It's a very short message. A lot of people will drive by and see it. So of course the short video people get to it and go through it um, in higher numbers because they're scrolling through a lot of short videos. Um, but there's still an interest in the longer videos because the billboard is just meant to get you to go into the business. But if a lot of people see that billboard, yeah, a lot of people will go into your business because of it. So the billboard will get more views than your longer video, but it is a very good uh, fishing uh, or fishnet for people to come in and people who have an interest in your content to see you exist and go to your content if that is what they like. So yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing as refreshing as a three minute video that you can click on and you know, it's not going to take too long. You don't have to do any work to scroll through it. Someone's picked it for you. You know, yeah. it. there's nothing as shareable as a three minute or shorter video. I never like sharing very long videos with friends and family. I love when it's short. So I'm not asking for too much of their time to just check out this little blurb or three minutes of a content creator that I'd like. So. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the, the newest uh, part of the evolving part of YouTube, especially for us as Catholics, Catholic YouTubers is uh, censorship. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Big problem. <laughs> That's a, definitely a, a new thing. And I, I kind of wake up each day wondering 
when should I download all of my videos off the internet and kind of like keep them somewhere safe before they get like wiped down for just saying the wrong word, you know, saying one of the buzzwords that they don't allow now, you know, so it, it's crazy to think about that. And so many YouTubers, you watch their video and it's almost silly because they have to say the word. So they just come up with this elaborate sentence of that means that word. Yep. Um, to get around it anyway so luckily we can get around it that way but it's just kind of it's a little silly at the moment yeah because we noticed this uh we noticed this especially on facebook uh during the pandemic at, at some point we have thousands of views myself different different catholic media platforms here in australia and all of a sudden they started to drop to about a couple hundred and it didn't make sense because our our viewership was going up they dropped to a couple hundred I think for that period where there was a, a lot of great censorship there, but then it picked back up, but it sort of never went back to the same. We had to get more viewers to get those sorts of numbers. So that, that that's what's so interesting about it. That is interesting. Kind of, do you think they're really like limiting um, traffic to certain channels of certain topics? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think... I mean, and then then we had the growth of the mighty um, mighty networks, which was, uh, I think, a lot of people planned to move there because it was an uncensored platform. I mean, a lot of people. I'm sure you heard about the big switch to Signal and uh, all those other. Ones. Yeah, there's quite a few, and my mom is on like four of them, so I have heard about them. Yeah, I mean, Signal and Telegram, uh, in the name yeah. of not being censored. But that's uh, but let, let, let's keep speaking about new Catholic generation and and wh where is it at now? Because I, I, I know in 2013, 14, 15, I sort of drifted away from that. And then we had 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Well, that was a long time ago. <laughs> 20, 21, 22. And now, where, where is new Catholic generation at? Well, I think it's, this is funny because when you say it, I think of like the YouTube channel and then I think of the whole concept that, yeah. that was from 12 years ago. And so- Let's talk about so, both. Maybe, maybe start with the YouTube channel. Okay. So the YouTube channel at the moment is like a show that plays repeat episodes. Like you can go back and watch them whenever you want to. Uh, we had the opportunity to film for years at Franciscan and then everybody moved, everybody- went away and um right that's right it's even you were at franciscan university yeah yeah on the mall at franciscan that that, was that, i was just i was just um thinking that i mean that must have been a great little hub for so many people i mean you guys have dr scott hart isn't that amazing yeah, yeah yes <laughs> i have a story about scott Hahn um that I, I tell people usually tell people but it's uh it's that I was walking to class once and then a car almost hit me and almost backed up and hit me. And I said, oh my gosh, I almost died. Who was that? It was Scott Hahn. Scott Hahn was here. <laughs> <laughs> him. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a run in with Scott Hahn. You could say that. Um, <laughs> he ran yeah. into you. <laughs> he ran into me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to Dr. Scott Hahn and um, the great work of Franciscan University and 
and so so everybody was a lot of people who were on the the your platform new catholic generation uh attended steubenville so um, all of them pretty much <laughs> yeah all yeah, of them. stuck here down south in australia <laughs> can't reach you guys <laughs> yeah so so, so you would do YouTube videos in person and there was that personal collaboration there in person. Nothing beats being in the flesh, really. No, it was incredible because you could stay up late if you something filmed, we filmed something and it went wrong. It's like oh, everyone could stay another hour because they only live five, ten minutes away. Yeah. So there were many late nights of filming. Uh, that went on like some videos are recorded you have no idea we were there at like 10 p.m you know middle of the night trying again to shoot something and it was just a great collaborative effort that was much much easier because we had the communications department at franciscan and you could rent equipment there so we could rent all the microphones extra equipment lighting set you name it so it was just perfect it was just perfect so and I'm still amazed they didn't shut us down or anything because of the traffic it was getting at the time. Because <laughs> usually a university wants to control their image a bit more. And so if you just have kids like rambling on, well, looking back, we were just kids. So maybe that's why they weren't too worried, you know. And uh, and right now, it, so a lot of all the, the old videos that, that, are, that are on, from the past uh, still available for people to watch yes they are a majority of them are a couple of people over the years have come forward and said i'm not going to have a social media presence anymore so they request some videos be taken down i was like okay that's fine but there are so many that we're still okay with the archive so there's a lot to go back and watch that are pretty goofy but we had so much fun and kind of let the world in on what it's like to have that many catholic friends in that kind of a catholic environment and how fun it is. So um, that's still all available there. But uh, the NCG, New Catholic Generation Movement itself, I think it is today, it's where it should be. It's exactly where it should be. It's exactly where I hoped it to be, which is it's beyond um, an organization or a group. It's just a reality. There's a lot of young Catholic people online now and many more vlogs, many more blogs than I could have imagined at the time. And it's just, they all exist now and they're all getting lots of views. And it's a wonderful thing that it's grown up to be. It's just grown up to be the norm in Catholic media. You can easily find young Catholics now on uh, YouTube and TikTok even. Um, and I'm very happy that it went this far and that so many people are so supportive and hungry for that kind of content, especially the younger people who need Catholic friends and examples and direction that they might not get at their parish. So it's great. I mean, you've done such amazing work in uniting all these people online and and it's, uh, uh, one wonders uh, what's, what's the future from here? The new Catholic generation. How do you want to shape the future moving forward? Uh, to do, do you want to call more people in or more younger people thinking of starting YouTube channels to join the platform and share their story? I'm sharing stories is 
always a great thing to do. And you can share your story on many different platforms, whether you make your own or not, or share it with someone else's platform. I think the most, the most important thing is shaping our own prayer life and getting the sacraments and finding that strength from Catholic media that's out there. You don't necessarily have to create a channel yourself as that comes with a lot of ups and downs too. But um, at the end of the day, it's most important to get to heaven. So reception of the sacraments with confession and always diminish the ego and the pride. Pride comes before the fall, they always say. So um, the biggest temptation I've seen today is to pity the self, focus on what the self doesn't have, focus on what the self could be, but we just have to all turn from that. And um, whether you're able to encourage others to do that online as well, that's wonderful. Um, but if not, if your talents lie elsewhere, go and build those talents, don't bury them in the ground, and God will be happy no matter what you do if you keep a very close relationship with him. Just make him your best of friend. Uh, and that's how to get to heaven, because that's what heaven is. It's the beatific vision, being with God. So <laughs> get to know him now. And When, when uh, mentioning Renee around here in Australia, I think many people know you for the, the, the famous YouTube video that you you brought out about <laughs> i think you know which one i'm talking about the uh, um, yeah i think so the Byzantine um, liturgy of saint john chrysostom oh yeah yes yeah. yes i was thinking so many i wasn't sure well not so yeah, many I, but it was a great informative video where you explained the divine liturgy because you're a byzantine catholic by birth <laughs> so um so so you explained the byzantine liturgy or the liturgy of the 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 greek uh, the Greek or the Byzantine liturgy uh, very well. I mean, and, and that got a lot of hits. I, I, I remember, and I still see today for many people that that educated uh, a lot of people who maybe grew up in the West or used to the West. What effect mm -hmm. does someone from the East have on complementing people's faith, do you think? Mm -hmm. Understanding a different dimension of the faith rather than just everything is wet in the west it, it, yeah. it have the east yes um i'd almost compare it also to the attending a novus ordo your whole life or attending a latin mass it's just like they're you're opening a whole door of mysteries of the faith that previously were unknown and what i saw in grade school the most was young younger kids believing they had grasped the whole concept it was simple straightforward they understood it they got it and when you think you fully understand something you can more easily say i fully deny something like i i see it as it is in eighth grade at 12 years old and i'm not interested but when you open up the eastern rites and uh, the extraordinary form it's like suddenly you're hit with this rea this fact that there's way more to this than I first thought there was. And I can't even fully deny it. I can be ignorant of it, but I can't fully deny it because I don't know it enough to deny it. So I think it just opens the door for young people to know there is more to their faith, much, much more to their faith 
than they may have initially thought through just going through Catholic school alone. So that's absolutely amazing. And media today, I mean, in the United States, we have EWTN, we have some uh, Radio Maria, we have some amazing things there. How, how do you think that helps people? Uh, in, in, those, those bigger media outlets and what can YouTubers, simple YouTubers learn from those bigger media outlets? They're doing great work. Uh, I mean, you, you mentioned before about about uh, about how you wanted to unite everybody and, and the bigger media outlets, you wish that they were all one. Yeah. What can you little YouTubers who are starting out learn from those bigger outlets, especially Mother Angelica? I mean, she was she was spectacular uh, at fighting and setting up EWTN. You know, we can be set up then. Why can't we set it up? But if she can fight for something like that, why can't we? But what can we learn from them? That's a fantastic question, and that's a, I almost can't answer it. That's such a good question. I almost don't know the answer. Um, but you should always look for this commonality, and I think Fulton Sheen always said it, which was he called it a sense of humor, but what he meant was the ability to see through things, and that um, good a uh, good Catholic will have that. And we recognize that in Mother Angelica, we recognize that in Fulton Sheen, and we can recognize that in many other Catholic presenters in a lot of the bigger networks. And um, if we pray to recognize, be able to have the gift to recognize that in others, um, we'll be able to clearly see each other's efforts as well. In the YouTube space, not hating other YouTubers or being co competitive with other YouTubers. Maybe you can have a disagreement and argue with somebody to get to the truth, but you are to still pray for them. If you have a conflict with someone, just like when people criticize the Pope, I say you have to pray for the Pope if you're gonna criticize him. Um, same with the uh, networks that might be just competing in general business and with YouTubers um, who are talking to the same flock of people. So just, recognize everybody's efforts are well-intentioned and good and get along, but bring each other to the truth if necessary. Excellent. Talk a little bit about the future of the new Catholic generation, the NCG YouTube channel. I mean, if you want to find it, you can really type in NCG or, or the logo is NCG. Um, mm -hmm. but, but let's talk about the future of the, the YouTube channel and where that's going. Yes, I feel like I'm sitting on this big like audience of however many subscribers now, 30 something, and it's just sitting and I feel like it should be doing something. And just like the very beginning of NCG, it's like, here's an audience that I could bring to some very consistent, hardworking Catholic YouTubers out there who would enjoy having that feedback and would benefit from that feedback and that kind of an audience. So I'm looking forward to bringing in um, Catholic YouTubers like George, if he would be so kind, and Kid Catholic or Kinetic Catholic, new name change for him because he is 18 now, so he's not a kid anymore, and so he changed his channel name. But um, YouTubers like that who I've seen be very consistent over the years and um, true to the faith, very passionate, very real, genuine uh, people, and I want to somehow get them posting on the channel and uh, start producing some content again in that respect. We'll see what happens.
but I'm open to it. Excellent. So no, I think it's great. Uh, uh, it's it, it's great to have now more new people, uh, old, old faces, you know, coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I mean, let's keep doing the work that we do. We don't have to re. As a good friend of mine, Shabel uh, Raish, big shout out to Shabel Raish, Perusia Media here, Australia's only Catholic producer of Catholic content, uh, says, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. His famous saying, we don't have to re. <laughs> the, the wheel's wheel still in motion. Good. We just got to spin the wheel again. Yeah, it's perfectly good. All right. Just keep the same wheel going, you know. <laughs> uh, and and th that's the amazing thing. I mean, and will you come back to YouTube and, and do more videos yourself, Renee? I want to. So a lot of people want to know. You've enjoyed well, your videos. Say that again. There's a lot of people who've enjoyed your videos over the years. Are you going to be putting up more videos again? I always enjoy it. I'm. Um... I love doing the rosary videos the most, and I'm kind of transitioning more to the rosary videos. Um, Where and tell our listeners, what what do you do in those videos? Is it what do I do in those videos? Well, sometimes I interject with a thought or two during the rosary for yeah. the meditations, but mainly it's that hand holding I was talking about, where someone takes their time. Uh, approaches you in a friendly way about the faith and uh, becomes your friend in a way through uh, praying together and so, so that's why I think that is very important and I want to open my schedule to it again to do the rosary more often because that is the most it's just the best it's just the best <laughs> it's, it covers all ground it covers all bases you know and I can't go wrong with that I know I can't go wrong with that. So that's what I personally want to do the most. And then, you know, I'm happy to come on shows and talk about good topics as well, like today. Excellent. And uh, in, in the future of the New Catholic Generation channel, I understand that if there's a need for content, I'm happy to be there. So Absolutely. And uh, we're well, definitely going to be by myself. <laughs> We're going to definitely be starting a series here on the Catholic Toolbox Show uh, called the New Catholic Generation uh, Series. We'll have Renee on um, speaking about different topics and drawing from the wisdom of the different YouTubers there and um, announced to, to make a great collaboration here. And uh, yes. I'm happy to appear again with the Catholic Toolbox Show here on, um, on the New Catholic Generation YouTube channel. So you can also find us there. Um, and I think it's important. I love nothing more than great people collaborating for the faith. I mean, yes. great, great shows, great initiatives uh, that we're trying to do, uh, collaborating for the faith to, to achieve a result. Um, putting our uh, uh, uniquenesses aside, differences aside, and working together. I mean, I think that's what something we really suffered within the church today is coming together and unifying uh, we, we haven't done that I think I think there are plenty of other religions or cultures who do it much better where they put their differences aside and they can work together but I think we we haven't done that for the past 60 years maybe in the church I think we're, we're, we're regaining that momentum we're regaining that momentum of collaboration healthy collaboration um, 
we're all here to save souls. Here on the Catholic Toolbox, the whole goal of providing practical tools is so that we can become saints and get to heaven. And and uh, Renee's joining us on that journey. I don't let you, anyone go off the Catholic Toolbox without giving me three practical tools about how to take action with someone may have an idea out there or a young teenager might have an idea uh, or, or a young adult or, uh, or anybody of any age. I mean, really, you've put aside the age bracket. Age is irrelevant with, uh, to, uh, with trying to save souls. I mean, we, we're all on the same journey. But what are three practical tools for someone to take action? The way you took action by starting a YouTube channel, by st and not only that, but looking at all the other YouTube channels around you and saying, hey, let's work together. Let's create a platform. You did it very well. And I think many people noticed it out there in the Catholic world and on YouTube um, and took great note of your work. But what are three practical tools similar to the start of your journey for anyone who's starting out, wants to build an audience uh, and, and take action with their faith and bring the gospel with their own unique, uh, with their own unique words, if we put it that way? Yes. And I think people don't realize that, that it is their own unique words. And um, there was a very smart girl in my high school class and her name was Erin. And I always thought throughout life that if Erin were here, Erin could do it so much better than me. But then there was this thought, but Erin's not here, you know? And so it's like, you might think you're not the best YouTuber in the world because goodness sakes, I'm not a consistent, not consistent at posting. I don't do scripts. I don't have clear cut topics on my videos. So in that respect, somebody could YouTube better than me um, and somebody could YouTube better than you, but they're not here right now. So it's up to you, you know? That's pretty powerful. So if you actually think about it, that, that they're not here. If we're here, we're put in the position. And Mother Angelica always said, God's looking for dodos and he found one, me, she would say. You know, people dumb enough to do, you know, something terrifying, <laughs> something stupid, like putting their face on top of a, on a television station for the world to see like that. She said, I was dumb enough to do it, but God's looking for, for the dodos anyway. The people who... You know, if you're super, super, super smart, you usually don't take these kinds of risks sometimes. <laughs> so don't be discouraged if you're not as intellectual as, you know, the best of them. Your fiat still means everything and can still do so much good. And it's such a blessing that you already wake up every day wanting to do good. That's a gift. So in that respect, you are good enough to start because God said so. And any good in you is from God and any good you do is from God. So keep that in mind too. And when you make a video, don't go, wow, look what I did and say, wow, God thought I was, you know, not worthy. We know we're not worthy, but God chose me to do that good work through. Wow, that's humbling. That's a mercy. And it reminds me of 
our Blessed Mother when she said, my soul magnifies the Lord and I rejoice in, and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. And she would see God, as, she does see God as her savior because he did save her. And I'm getting somewhere with this. And that is, Mary was always in awe and gratitude when any good was done through her. And so when you do make these efforts on Catholic media, just be in awe and gratitude and joy that uh, God did a good work through you. And um, and we can keep keep away from any temptations of thoughts of self when we make these videos. And we can take courage to take action and make the videos in the first place, like I said before. And then the rest is up to your own spiritual life and how prepared you are by going to confession, the Eucharist, and praying the rosary. And that's all. I mean, there's some powerful practical tools for us uh, to take action. And I think it's very important that you, as people making content out there in the media, you don't glorify yourself. You know, it's, if we're doing it for ourselves, then we've, we've already lost the cause. Uh, because we, and we can actually get a lot of viewers, but then if 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 we're lost in the process of making those videos ourselves, and like you said beautifully before, that you were trying to reach people, but it changed you by making these videos and walking that journey with so many people online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it, it's uh, still working. So I'm not I'm not complete yet, you know. So, but it just amazes me where I thought thought I was pretty good five years ago, and then I'm like, oh my goodness, he put me through these different situations in life, and now I feel like a new person again. Yeah, right? reborn. Absolutely. Well, that was the title of your YouTube uh, of the YouTube channel. Yeah, it's reborn. it's just my name, so I I like it. I like to carry in that theme in my life just because my name is Renee. So good reminder that you can always start again. And that's, that's what sainthood I heard is. It's just the one who keeps trying. So. Yeah, because it's very easy for complacency to, to kick in. I think complacency is one of the worst uh, uh, vices uh, out there. You know, that we don't keep trying, we don't keep fighting, we don't care, keep up that ascetical struggle in our everyday life. And 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 it's important that the last practical tool to keep up your prayer, keep up what um, St. Jose Maria Esquiva called the plan of life or a, a prayer routine, a, a plan. We have, to, we have to have a prayer life. If you don't have a plan of life, then what overflows from, from uh, your spiritual life won't be quality content. It won't be any content at all. If you want to put up, you want to be consistent, you want to uh, reach people online, uh, if you feel that God's calling to do this, take this initiative, you have to have a strong prayer life and uh, nothing was achieved uh, without a strong prayer life. If you look at any initiative. Right. Yeah. I, I think it was a quote, pray to want to want to pray. So if <laughs> prayer life is currently lacking, pray to want to pray. Do that start there yeah it's been an absolute pleasure having you renee um for uh run us through how people can find new catholic generation on all platforms so that now we can look out for it and people can follow and subscribe 
yeah, new Catholic generation on YouTube. That's the going to be the main one I'm going to uh, utilize first. The other social media, like the Instagram and the Twitter, those will be secondary, though I'm sure whatever videos we post on YouTube will be shared on those other social media platforms. Mm -hmm. And that's the main way you're going to be able to find it. So, yes. so go to New Catholic Generation YouTube channel, just simply Google it or type it in any uh, browser and you can actually find it there and subscribe and you'll find the Catholic Toolbox. Yeah, you'll find me on there starting a new <laughs> from a little service fee day, a little YouTube channel that I used to have. Now the Catholic Toolbox uh, show uh, will be on there and uh, the many other big shout out to the other people joining as well. Uh, the yes. Other yeah, go subscribe to the Catholic Toolbox. He interviews a lot of wonderful people. And I'm not talking about myself when I say that. I just realized he said he interviews the best people in the whole world. That sounds a little egotistical. But really, you just, um, who are some people that you just recently interviewed? Um, we just had Deacon Harold here, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Um, he was here in Australia. And that, that um, we've interviewed him. We have uh, Bishop Richard Umbers here, the Auxiliary of the Archdiocese of Sydney. Um, uh, I've had Bishop Athanasius Schneider, a uh, great bishop, and uh, and uh, many other people, uh, many other great names, and uh, coming next year, especially twenty twenty three. So, so yeah, now we're excited with uh, different people that we talk to, conversations, uh, having great conversations uh, on the show uh, with many different people, and and extracting as I like to the practical tools at the end. So that people can then take action. <laughs> when you listen to it, you can take action practically. Yes, that's great. And I hope they all go and check out those interviews, put in some AirPods, get some stuff done around the house and grow in the faith. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And we'll see Renee here on the Catholic Toolbox show on the new Catholic Generation series. Um, uh, from time to time here, you'll be seeing Renee. And uh, definitely check out New Catholic Generation. Go, subscribe, follow and get behind this movement and encourage other people and take action. So thank you for tuning into Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manasseh. Until next week, God bless, take care and take action. In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity.